Hey y'all, how y'all doing? Welcome to Two Cents for Conversation, um, a spare change segment. I'm your host, VJ. I don't have no DJ spins today because I want to jump right into it. I'm in a rush. I'm finishing up work. I'm closing out my season. Um, I'm only saying, did I have I told y'all where I work? Well, whatever. We got we all good here. I work at a school, so I'm closing out my school year. I'm doing my computer stuff. Um, send my last few emails to parents and new students and all that good stuff. So, not that I'm in a rush, but I got shit to do today, and I got to get back before two hours because that's when my mom is also off of um, nanny Grammy duty, Grammy nanny duty, I guess you call it, watching my baby. And so I gotta hurry up. But anyways, I got I'm I can talk while I do this work because it ain't no thing but a chicken wing. So um, there's a lot on my mind right now. I I actually had a lot of fun doing the uh, episode yesterday about sweetie, pretty girl privilege and everything like that. I just I don't know. I I really enjoyed that conversation. So I hope y'all enjoy it. I'm gonna re you know resend it out. Hopefully more people tune in. Um, if you haven't had a chance, tune into it. I think it's one of my best episodes. Anyways, um, so two, so this I want I still want to talk about Battle of the Sexes, you know Kevin Samuels versus Level Up the le- the Black Women Level Up movement, and but something crazy happened today. Freaking Bill Cosby got out, and wow so in case you've been under a rock i'm sure if you're listening to this you haven't excuse me i have to sneeze excuse me not covid just allergies so yeah bill cosby recently got released from jail i'm sure there's still a lot of details going on i haven't even seen i just seen a little bit of the details it says that there was like a technicality on the prosecution And I just want to talk about that a little bit from, you know, just the observing standpoint. And so let me let let me say this. I'm a little indifferent about the situation because I I, I, it's we don't know what happened back then. You know, as a woman, I can sympathize with the thought of. A man or somebody predatory going at like setting you setting you up for something like assault or whatever to happen um, I've been set up before nothing happened fortunately I walked away from the situation clear mind and everything so nothing extreme happened but I do know how it feels to be set up and I think that's the only thing with these quote-unquote me too cases or these sexual assault allegations that I can sympathize with because to a degree I do believe these women have were put in set up situations where it's either hard for them to back out of the situation because maybe it was over their head or they were completely caught off guard and didn't know how else to react to the situation. Cause I can believe that can happen sometimes too. Like whenever somebody says something racist to me, I honestly usually, it's usually random as hell and catches me off guard. And I, and I don't, and a lot of people, a lot of black people go through this when it comes to people saying racist shit to them unless you're some unfortunately a black person in an area that's you know where you constantly are being set have racist shit being said and done to you but you know in in a in a minority based demographic like demographic not demographic um area like There's like, for example, like where I live, there's not particularly a lot of racist white people. So when white people do say white people or Mexican people at that, because I live damn near in little Mexico here. If white people, if a non-black person says somebody, something kind of racist to me, it does catch me off guard because it doesn't happen to me often because I do live in a, you know, more or less in a minority area. So... And it happens and 
even in even in your workplace where you where you're not a, where you, you trained yourself not to react in case you hear something but when you do hear something you don't know how to react it happens so as i digress so when it comes to sexual assault or misconduct i can agree with sometimes maybe it's a situation where a woman or a person doesn't know how to react to the situation and they feel like it's an assault maybe later on down the line because they didn't know how to react or handle the situation and they needed a moment to process that. So I can agree with that. But at the same time, it's kind of hard for me to believe that it takes you damn near 30 years to process a sexual misconduct or assault against you. And so in case you've been under a rock, which I highly doubt that you have, what happened was, long story short, Bill Cosby, famous family man, actor, comedian, personality, whatever you want to call him, he had charges of sexual misconduct and sexual assault against women. Set a lot of women at that, like, I guess the number was like 80 or more or something like that. And pretty much the allegation was back in the day, back in the 70s, um, he would bring bitches back to the crib, drop a quello in their drink, drug them up, have sex with them. And when they woke up, they didn't know what the fuck happened. So, like I said, I can, we, it happened so long ago, we don't know what happened. You know, there's no really real way to tell what happened because there is a fair possibility that. It wasn't necessarily a misconduct, but a regretful situation. And women do like to play that that card where instead of saying, you know, I did something, I regret it, I shouldn't have done it, they want to say it's sexual misconduct or a sexual assault. So a little part of me as a little part of me kind of believes that's also the case too. But to be fair to everybody on all sides, I'm a person that's just kind of like, you know what? Ain't nobody really going to know what happened but him, her, and God at this point. Because it was so long ago. Motherfuckers was taking drugs like no tomorrow back in the 70s. Um, You know, as a woman, yeah, you can be ambushed. As a black man, yes you can it is very easy for the mainstream society or society to ruin your reputation so i understand the when people say oh they're just trying to ruin his his legacy and reputation i can also agree with that and, and simultaneously also agree with that maybe he wasn't a good man and maybe he did some shady ass shit to a woman it happens. Anyways, so, but I, I do find it interesting that, number one, they let a lot of white men get away with the same fucking thing, especially politicians. And number two, you charge this man, he's 80 years old, this shit happened about 30 years ago, it's he say, she say at this point. There's no direct, and that's my, and that's another thing. It's kind of like, it's different. And I know we're not in a perfect TV society where it's going to be like Law & Order SVU. Shout out to Detective Benson and Detective Stabler, the only cops that I trust. Um, it's not going to be a Law & Order SVU where every situation is going to have a rape kit that's good. And you've got to have all the evidence. I know that most sexual assault situations are not that brutal and that physical. Sometimes it can just be as simple as like what, what Bill Cosby was accused of, which is dropping a heavy ass drug in a drink. Next thing you know, bitch is waking up with her panties off. It doesn't always have to be, Oh, I got you pinned with a knife against your neck in a dark alley. So, um, yeah, so it, it's 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 a hard thing. 
and I feel this way about most of these Me Too cases when it comes to black men, R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, the new one is T.I. and Tiny. You know, for me personally, it's the conversation of is it regret or was it really rape? Because there's a, the line is a little thin between the two, but women can be extra. And I'm saying this as a woman who, who has a mother that is extra as fuck, who be putting extras on stories when she be telling my dad and shit. So I, I've, I've seen women of my own peers be extra as hell for the benefit of their narrative but I've also seen shady ass niggas. So as a person, really third point of view, thinking of this perspective, it's hard to say. So it's kind of like, is it really fair to charge somebody based on pretty much he say, she say? Oh, I say that five times. He say, she say, like, you know what I mean? I don't, and then even in a normal circumstance, like I don't think it's absolutely fair for somebody to go. He, somebody did something to me thirty years ago. You're still alive and well, by the way. There's no physical, imp, no outwardly physical implications about what happened. Yes, there's personal PTSD trauma and stuff, but it seems like you've been going, these women, it's like, it seems like you've been going on your life for the past 30 years just fine until somebody made a distasteful joke about it. Because that's how all this honestly started, which is kind of shady on the black community's part because it was a black comedian that ratted out Bill Cosby and made a joke about it and he ruffled the white lady feathers about it so you know yeah so I, I I don't know and if you know if you're offended by this conversation I'm sorry if this is triggering for you once again I'm sorry I'm just having conversation about it I'm not sitting here trying to die on this hill i am always open-minded to these conversations because it's it's personal it's a touchy subject and i get it like it's not funny it's not something that should be taken lightly but we do need to have the conversation you know in the practices of what is fair and what is right and what is justice so anyways um you know, it's a real he say, she say type of situation with Bill Cosby. So I don't really know how to feel about it, but I find that it is interesting that they released him now. So it poses the question of, you know, what does it mean for these type of cases? Like, is it going to be kind of like OJ where... It's going to go down in history based on technicalities and do these technicalities change the whole course of the situation or how these things proceed? Because number one, as a black American, I do find it interesting. I do find it annoying that they're always locking our people up when they make all these legal mistakes. There's all these legal, like, why is it always... Why is it always, you know, later on down the line, we find out that there was technicalities in our cases? You know what I mean? And that's the part where I can believe that his, Bill Cosby's trial was a little biased and more swayed by the court of public opinion because... Why has he been serving all this time? It's been about like, I I think it's been about like a cool little five years that Bill Cosby has been locked up or, you know, in jail for some serving time off of, and then y'all are sitting here locking him up when there's technicalities in his cases. See, that's the shit that black people are talking about when it comes to the these judicial situations 
yes, whether he's guilty or innocent is a totally different conversation. But aren't we supposed to know absolutely for sure with no technicalities, with a fair trial, whether or not he's guilty or innocent? But we just, but when it comes to our people, we just, the technicalities work against us. Whereas white people, they work for them. Motherfuckers be getting off because of technicalities and shit like that. But when it comes to our people, we getting locked up and then it's a oops later on. Like what if Bill Cosby fucking died in jail and there's this technicality that probably proves his innocence. So you've pretty much killed this man because of a fucking technicality and then and the only and and that's why and in case you are white or non-black and you wonder why black people cheer for oj the way we do it's because it was a situation where for once for once the technicality worked for us so it's just kind of like seriously like you know, what is the deal? Like, what do you mean there was a technicality in his case? Like, it was, y'all, y'all, so y'all just proceeded this with no problem. Okay. So, I wonder, I, I just wonder what this means, what, what this sets the precedent for, for future cases like this, where a broad or a woman comes out, 30 years talking about what a nigga did to her and you know everybody got their two cents on the situation which sways the court system as you know niggas doing time and possibly number one they're not conducting his trial fairly or number two he's innocent and you know you just locked away a perfectly good individual and put the rep and put the rapist stigma on him for something that wasn't conducted properly. It just it, it it's just interesting. And kind of the, I I feel the kind of the same way about R Kelly like I'm not, my feelings are this about R. Kelly, if anybody cares or just wants to have the conversation. I don't feel that it's right that R. Kelly is serving, I don't like when people use the example of karma of why R. Kelly is in jail. Oh, this is karma for Aaliyah. Oh, this is karma for the girl on the piss tape or whatever. If you feel like that, fine, I'm not going to knock you for it. I feel that way to an extent too. But I also don't think that's also right in the traditional sense that somebody has to serve time based on karmic principles. Because based on the karmic principles, they're going to get theirs when it's the time to get theirs. And, and I know it kind of seems redundant to say like maybe they're, maybe R. Kelly's karma, karma is getting a bullshit ass trial. Maybe that is the case, but with what it seems like is happening is that the prosecution is going after him sloppily because of his past allegations and past actions. And that's not fair either. If every, if, if we get in trouble, it should be about the now and not about the what happened then. So I, I don't really like that philosophy of, oh, they're finally get this is his karma for back then. They're finally getting him for the shit back then. I, I don't really agree with that 100%. But I do think that R. Kelly needs a bit of a time out. Because you got away with it with Aaliyah. You got away with it with the girl on the tape. Nigga, if you did not learn your lesson 20-something years ago, when the fuck are you going to learn your lesson? So you know what? You do need a timeout. You do need to be in jail a little bit so you can fucking learn not to be messing with these young little chicken heads anymore. And that goes for any man. Like, be so maybe we will get to our battle of the sexes conversation or at least get it started the conversation because 
it goes to what Kevin Samuel Kevin Kitten Hill Samuels be saying. It goes to what the level up black woman movement is saying. Mess with your equal yoke. Okay? And for those of y'all that don't know what that means, it just means mess it it means deal with, mess with, affiliate yourself with somebody that is up to your standard, the standard you set for yourself, which I hope is a pretty high standard because once again, I'm going to, I've said it before in the podcast before about another, a late, uh, earlier episode. I always feel like people should be the best of their potential and not settle. Um, you know, set the standard for yourself, mess with somebody, give up your goodies, give up your cookie, give up your eggplant to somebody Who's your eco yoke? Who's on the same momentum as you? Who's on the same level as you? If not a little bit higher, so they can, so you can get, so you can be a little more ambitious. If anything, you know, don't go for somebody who's way out of your league, where you're killing yourself to catch up with, and letting them do whatever they want to you because they're on such a higher level than you but at the same time don't mess with somebody that's like way behind you like just get somebody that's a little above you a little more than average and you can bring something to their table they can bring something to your table like it's equal yoke and I think honestly with all these conversations of leveling up and high value this and high earning this and Kevin Kitten Hill Samuels telling bitches that they average and shit. <laughs> so many women are so bad at him. <laughs> and I get it. It's all about how you say it. But as a person who's blunt like Kevin Kitten Hill Samuels, I think that nigga's funny. I'm sorry. If you mad at Kevin Samuels, if you think that he demeans black women and he hates women, I don't know what to tell your sensitive ass, but that nigga's funny. Okay. Because that nigga be blunt as hell. And then he's so soft-spoken with his bluntness. That's just shit that kills me. Like, people are like, he be yelling at women? That nigga does not yell, first of all. That nigga talks soft like an old person. I'll be damned if I'm getting my feelings hurt by Kevin Kitten Hill Samuels, okay? With his fucking candles in the room. Like, that shit kills me. But, like, I'm as I digress, like... I think, R, yeah, R. Kelly needs to sit the fuck down, get his thoughts together, write some new music, because messing with these young chicken heads that ain't got shit to offer or bring to your table is not cute. And now they sitting here ambushing, defaming him, trying to get money in their pocket in the guise of quote-unquote justice, Knowing damn well who they were messing with, how old they were when they decided to mess with him. And yes, I'm a person that, th- and I, I, I'm a woman that fucking believes that they knew exactly what the fuck they were doing, even though they were underage. I knew exactly what the fuck I was doing at 16. Okay. Now, whether or not I knew the. <laughs> how much damage my actions and implications would happen at 16. You know what I mean? Like, I can believe that. But you know who you're giving your cookie to at 16. You're very, you're comprehending who and how you want to give your cookie out. So mix me with all this. They were underage. He's the adult. Da, 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 da. There's one thing when it's a child, child, like somebody that's like under 16 messing around. Okay. And maybe he did mess around with a few of them when they were under 16. I don't know. But for the ones that were 16 and older, 16, 17, and then 18 is magically out of the conversation. Like, that's any fucking different than a 17-year-old. I hate that shit, too. Like, if we're really going to talk about something, why are we acting like 18 is so much different than 17, even though 18 is the age 
is the so calling 18 their legal age just magically makes the situation different if they're 18 like no if you're gonna argue of the guys of they don't know no better because they're young 18 needs to be part of that conversation too anything with a teen in it needs to be part of the conversation um so that's why it's kind of like with the r kelly thing yes i think he needs to sit down because he should know better than getting into the same predicaments that he knows people ain't fucking with but at the same time um these parents and these little chicken head girls uh-uh you know what the fuck he was doing you know who the fuck he was messing with you know what he wants it's not a hundred percent him when you are deliberately conscious of this decisions you're making as well okay like and another note of that not excusing it because i it, and it goes back to the eco yoke thing like you don't need to be messing with somebody that's significantly older than you because that is a serious power dynamic like my general rule is i'm not messing with somebody that I would not have been in in school with, in high school with. You know what I mean? If they're over five years older than me, when I was younger, I'm a little older now, so if I was single, I wouldn't really follow the same rules. Like, if I'm 29, I don't care about dating somebody that's 50. Like, it's a little different. But being a younger person, so between the ages of 17 and... Mm, 20, 20, 22, 23 maybe. My rule was if I wasn't in high school, if I wouldn't have been in high school with you, I'm not messing with you. So anything older than five years, I'm not playing with because number one, it's kind of gross. Like if you're my dad's age, I ain't really rocking with it. And two, I don't need that power dynamic. I don't need somebody talking to me like I'm a fucking child. Like I don't like that shit at all. Like... I can admit when I make mistakes and when I'm being naive about things, but don't talk to me like I'm a fucking child. You're going to have a problem with me real, real fucking quick. Because I ain't no fucking child. I've been working since I was 16. The bills I create, I fucking pay for. Yes, I'm blessed to have parents that help me and support me. But 90% of the shit that I have, I did get it on my own. No cosigns, no nothing. So don't talk to me like I'm a fucking child. And I don't need no nigga talking to me like I'm a fucking child. And then next thing you know, I'm fighting this 50-year-old man because he want to come at me like I'm his daughter. Probably being the same age as his fucking daughter in some situations. And then it's a whole big-ass mess. Uh-uh. I don't like it. I don't like it. So, you know, the um, what am I saying? I, I, with somebody that's my equal yoke, like a little older is fine. Five years older is fine. You know what I mean? Like he a little older, he probably got a little more to get me going, but at the same time, we still going to have some form of similar interests, similar momentums because we're not that far in the age bracket, equal yoke. So you know, what was I saying? Like, yeah, R. Kelly, he need to sit down with this shit. And that's what pretty much these whole level up movements, these Kevin Kitten Hill Samuel movements are, is because I feel like people are, tr are trying to understand setting the standard for themselves to be higher. But number one, they're talking to the wrong people about it. Number two, they're not being honest about the situation or their situation. And number three, um, we don't have a proper gauge of what is good and what is average and then what is below us. Like for the infamous Kevin Samuels interview where he called the girl average at best and he was, people interpreted what he was saying as why don't you want an average man? How come you want a man making six figures? Like you can't have a man making six figures or it's going to be difficult for you to have a man making six figures because uh, you're middle-aged, you're average at best, and you have a whole teenage son with baby daddy drama at that. 
and women got all upset about it and don't talk to her like that and she's pretty and she could get whoever she wants there's men that don't want her and da 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 but it's kind of like yeah she's and in in all fairness she was a pretty girl she did bring her own money to the table she was also making a six-figure salary so she just wanted somebody her equal yoke so I'm not gonna crack I'm not gonna crack down on her too difficult because I don't think her demands were that bad, but everybody was making it seem like she was this absolute A plus of a woman with no baggage, with no things, you know, nothing to speak on, and he was just dogging her out because the sun was out. And it's like, no, because I don't want no nigga with no baby mama drama either. You know what I mean? I made it a very clear point to find a man with no baby mama drama. And if he wants baby mama drama, I'm going to be his baby mama drama. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm going to be the black mark on his record, okay? I'm going to be the angry baby mama. No, I'm just playing. I'm with my man I had my child with, you know, we get married. I'm striving for that, but that's why I'm making it work. But, um, you know, seriously, I don't, I, I've dealt with it. Like, I tried to make it work because I was in love with the dude, but there's a lot that goes with it. And that's just kids on it's That's just, a, that kids is a whole conversation of itself. Never mind the money and the attitudes and the personality. Kids alone is an entirely different conversation when you're talking about dating anyway. So that'll be a whole hour rant about dating somebody with kids because there's a lot to it. God forbid, knock on wood, if me and my man broke up, I probably wouldn't even date. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably get a booty call on the side, not even tell him I have a kid, or tell him I have a kid, but never let him meet the kid, never take the situation serious, that he's just going to be digged down the street. Because, one, I don't, I can't focus on anybody but my kid right now. If you're dating, you got to focus on the other person, which is also what happened when I was dating the person with the kid. I felt some type, I didn't feel some type of way. I always respected that his fam, his, his father duties came first, but at the same time, he didn't know how to balance you know, being a partner and being a father and have respect for both situations. So it, and it's hard for some people to do. So you got to respect that. Like sometimes people just need to focus on being a parent. I would definitely be that person that needs to focus on being a parent. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I wouldn't have time to sit here and date and cook and clean and try to woo a man into a marriage when I have this baby like I gotta focus on my kid like I want to focus on my kid at that like I like dating is the last thing on my mind like I'm focused I focus on my man because he's the father of my baby and you know by do my part to keep him happy he can do his part to keep me and my baby happy that's an entirely different conversation because he's the actual father of my child. But somebody who's not the father of my child, totally different conversation. So it's kind of like, you can't be mad at Kevin Samuels for telling her like, look, like you have a whole baby daddy situation and your kid and her kid was a teenager. Like, I'm not saying that people with kids don't deserve loving, healthy, happy relationships. But there is truth of the matter of when you have a child, it's a definite conflict of interest when you're dating. That's why I did not decide to have a child until I was absolutely sure that I was, and I know I probably went a little backwards. I should have got married first, but you know, the clock is ticking and I got at least, I always tell, he gets one on the house because I can't waste my eggs waiting for a ring. So you get one on the house. You don't get no more kids unless you're getting marrying me. Um, so that's the exclusion to 
the rule, but like, you know, you got to make sure you're in a stable, committed relationship before, like, and I had to, and I decided that like, I'm not just going to be raw dogging and saying oops and bringing kids into this world with a nigga that I got problems with. Like, no, like that's chaos. Like, like, and he said that like, yes, people with kids, depending on their situation, deserve happy, loving, healthy relationships, but it's going to take twice as much work. And I think ultimately that's what Kevin Samuels is saying from a man's perspective is that if you're a woman with kids trying to date a man without kids, without the established boundaries and without the respected situation of their baby mama drama, quote unquote, it's going to be difficult for you to date. So get your shit all the way together before you talk about trying to date a man who's on a whole different situation than you. Now, that's what I would have said differently if I was talking to the um, girl with the kid and trying to find a man who makes the six figures. I would have been like, you need to find a nigga with a kid that makes the same amount of money as you. A kid that is your kid's age at that. And then you can, and then we can talk about what you should and should not do. But don't, but you know what I mean? It's kind of like a totally different situation. So, and you know, the level up women are saying the same thing. Y'all know I be on my black YouTube feminist. The level women up are, level up women are saying the same thing to the women, like, or saying the same thing to women as well, but in a different tone, like, you don't deserve it, sis, you don't deserve a nigga with a bunch of kids who ain't really commit to you, who ain't making as much or more than you, yada, 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 yada. So I'm listening to these arguments, and it's like everybody's saying the same thing, which is pretty much get with your equal yoke. Okay, if you've got kids and you're dating, date somebody with their shit together and they got their kids in order and their affairs in order. If you don't got kids, don't date somebody with kids unless you unless they got their shit together or they're bringing enough, more than enough to the table and have that balance. Okay, do what makes you happy by all means, but don't set yourself up for chaos. Like, that's the problem with all these Me Too movements. I'm also noting, noticing as well. These men who have these problems are not sticking with their wives, women of their equal yoke, women that they do have, a, who have, they have made their confidant to. Like, Bill Cosby is a whole ass married man. And I think his wife is a doctor as well. Why in the fuck were you bringing women home when your wife is there, when you're married? R. Kelly, yes, he was married to a woman that was not up to par with him. But it's like, bro, you're R. Kelly. Mess with floozies that are on your level. Mess with the supermodels. Mess with the supermodels that are your fucking age. Or just a little bit younger if you gotta have them a little tighter. Just a little bit younger. Don't get no bitch out of high school in your, in your mid-twenties. And I think a lot, and that's another thing, like a lot of people get, a lot of people aren't realizing the real, the realisticness of the age differences. Because I think when R. Kelly was messing with these like 17-year-olds, he was like in his mid-twenties, which isn't I mean it's bad but it's not that bad it's not like he's 50 he's I mean he is messing with his he was messing with a 17 year old still when he was like 50 but um what everybody is in their feelings about I think he was like 20 something he was in his 20s or maybe his early 30s when he was messing with like the 17 and 18 year olds and which is still wrong and still creepy but I'm just saying, like, Far Kelly is singing in my ear and I'm 17. If I'm into that, if I was into, if, if it was a nigga I liked, like, for example, like, if it was, like, Ludacris or, like, Method Man or something, they're rapping in my ear in 17, I might 
might take that chance and not say shit. Like, <laughs> fuck all this. Oh, he groomed them. Groom me, baby. Groom me like a poodle, okay? Like, let's be honest about the situation. And that's the thing. These women aren't being honest about the situation. And that's what kind of annoys me a little bit. It's kind of like, you're mad because you hooked up with R. Kelly for the most point. Like, this is pretty much the modern king of R&B. And you're mad because you hooked up with him and you feel like he took advantage of you, but you're a total groupie to him. Like, I don't, I, maybe it's just me playing into patriarchy and I can probably admit that, but I don't know. Let's keep it real. At 17, I was filling up on older boys' chest and shit and spitting game to older guys, definitely still in high school. So, you know, you know what you're doing. My point is, you know what you're doing at 17. But R. Kelly, he should have been messing with the supermodels of his own age because it's like you're R. Kelly. You can have any woman you want. Like, all you got to do is sing to her. You're the king of R&B. Like, you're literally the R in R&B. Like, R. Kelly's catalog, nobody's touching it except probably Michael Jackson or Prince. Vocal-wise, probably Michael. Not even, I don't even, I think, honestly, R. Kelly can sing better than Prince. Um... But his writing and music catalog is extensive as Michael's or Prince's or like even the women like, ooh, I don't even know what woman could compare to R. Kelly's catalog. Maybe Beyonce's at this point, but even back then, like pretty much since the age of, Mo since Motown, since Motown's era ended, nobody's touching r kelly's catalog so it's kind of like yeah r kelly's the r and r and b and i don't give a fuck how mad you are at him you can't take that away from him so with that being said he could get he could get any fucking woman in the world and you mean to tell me you'd rather mess with these chicken heads who are now roasting your ass because they want some money out your ass sorry but not sorry you know like you, you you should have did better like you should have chose better and that's what these kevin samuels and level up women are saying i know i'm repeating myself but let's get it ingrained in us choose better choose better choose better if the nigga ain't matching your salary or making more if the woman ain't matching your salary or at least making more and being respectful towards you as a man because that's a whole different conversation you know what I mean? Leave them alone. Don't even booty call them. Like, I be, I be binge watching Divorce Court and it's just kind of like, why? Like, why are they having kids with people that, number one, don't want them? And number two, who ain't got their shit together? Like, it's terrible. Like, ugh, just why? God save the babies. God save the babies. And it's kind of like when women call into Kevin Samuels, they can't get in their feelings because of what he's saying. Like, because there's honestly nothing wrong with what he's saying. At the nitty gritty of it, he's not he's not talking. And, and what I've noticed about the women that call in to Kevin Samuels and they're a little ignorant. I ain't gonna fucking lie. Like, you sitting here trying to argue with this man about why you should be able to date a man that is in a totally different situation than you. And when a nigga tells you you don't make any sense, you getting all mad, and women are getting all mad at him because... This ignorant broad is coming up here saying dumbass shit. Like, I've watched a couple bits of his shows. and Or the, you know, the highlights, as you can call them, about how, um, you know, I watched the highlights of these women calling. And it's just kind of like, 
they don't articulate their points well. They don't they're not making any sense. They're they are kind of being a little rude to him and defensive, trying to argue instead of having a conversation and not listening. They're they're talking they're talking they're listening just to talk back, but they're not listening to him. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to fucking kiss his ass or anything. I got my own grievances about Kevin Samuels and I'll get to that in a bit but it's kind of like you're calling into his program in your pajamas not presentable got baby daddy drama and you're calling to argue with this man about why the fuck you deserve the absolute best when you're not even presenting your absolute best like Make it make sense. Like, you can't be, we can't, I I can't, as a woman, I'm sorry, but I can't defend sis like that. Like, like one woman said, fucking, I'm not with my baby daddy because he ain't good enough, but I deserve a man with no kids who is high value or whatever. And it's kind of like, what? Like, number one, why are you even having kids with somebody that ain't good enough? And if that's how you articulate your situation, you need to really sit down and really work on yourself before you jump into the dating game, in my opinion. Because you shouldn't even be jumping into another relationship if you have grievances about a past relationship. You know what I mean? It's kind of like you're st- clearly you're still healing and you need to finish that up and come to terms with what happened or what you also probably did in this situation because it's very, very, very hard to believe that you had a baby with a man. Risk your life to bring that baby into this world with this be- through from this man and all of a sudden he ain't good enough so he was he was good enough when you got pregnant he was good enough to raw dog he was good enough to be uncomfortable have indigestion gain weight throw up probably or whatever other complications to go through all of that for his child, but he's not good enough all of a sudden. Mm-mm. Somebody, something's missing from that conversation. I think my baby daddy's the shit. If I didn't think he was the shit, I wouldn't have had a baby with him. And that's despite, and, and that's no matter if we got in an argument or he pissed me off. I don't give a fuck. We can talk about our shit in private, but to the whole, rest of the world, you damn right. I believe my baby daddy's the shit and he's doing the damn thing and taking care of us. So that's what I'm talking about. Like it ain't like you sound low key ignorant to a person who can really objectively look at the situation and just not dick ride you because there's because I'm a, I'm not dick riding her because I'm a woman and it's all for women empowerment. No, sis, you sound goofy calling into this nigga trying to tell him why you deserve a fucking Morris chestnut and you sitting here like on some bullshit your damn self like no no like yes women who have children who are single single mothers yes they deserve happy healthy relationships if they are at that point in their lives where they can afford and make the balance to the same thing with the men and he began on the men too like i understand he bashed the men just as much as these level up channels bash men black men in particular like you know what i mean like oh man sometimes i can't even fucking watch it because i don't have that much of like i have my grievances with black men but goddamn like sometimes these black feminist channels be sounding like racist white men if you ask me and those are the episodes where I turn off and I don't comment because it's kind of like you know what if you're around ain't shit ass niggas all day you gonna run into you gonna be involved with ain't shit ass niggas all day like that's my fucking philosophy change your environment if you want to be around some better quality men you got to be in a better quality environment at the end of the fucking day
filter shit. And you're, on the dating side, you can filter. I don't know what the fuck women ain't filtering their fucking choices for. Like, personality is one thing. Because a motherfucker can have a different personality when you meet him. But as far as dusties and shit like that, nah. You can filter dusties out your life real fast. Believe me. Even when I wasn't doing, even when I was young and inexperienced, I was filtering out like, more ain't shits. I mean, my exes ain't shit, but they ain't like dusty ain't shit. They just got bad attitudes and didn't give me what I wanted. So other than that, they smelled good and they wasn't saying no dumbass, ignorant ass shit to me. So filtering out dusties is very, is a very possible thing to do. So you can't just sit here and go, black men do this, black men do that. No, just like I said, Get with your eco yoke. Like that's what I think that's what the bottom left my line is for all of these channels and all of these dating advices. Just get with your eco yoke. Like you know what I mean? My my advice if you're looking for a early to start a relationship with no serious commitments, no you know you just want to test the waters for something, just get with a nigga that can at least afford you dinner, like, and won't have a problem paying for dinner and getting you a gift on your birthday. Like, just start out with the simple shit. Like, if you ain't got to remind the nigga it's your birthday and y'all are starting a date, there you go. That's a good indicator that he a cool person, he a cool cat. If he can be honest about his situations... He probably cool. Like, just go, just start with what you know, what you want, and just start from there. But don't sit here and be utterly ridiculous. Like, don't sit here and be got a bunch of kids from a bunch of different men, and then be like, I want a man with no kids. Like, nah. Like, <laughs> you need to focus on your kids. Like, you know, make it make sense. That's all you gotta do is make it make sense. Um. You know, that's what these celebrity men with all these allegations are doing. They're not making it make sense. Like, R. Kelly didn't make it make sense. You got in trouble way before, and you're still getting in trouble now. Bill Cosby, you have a whole ass wife, established ass wife, and you sit here bringing fucking raggedy ass bitches and drugging them up to your place whether they did it them that whether they did the drugs themselves and then just regretted it later you ain't got no business bringing women home to your wife like when you got a wife when you got a wife not to your wife totally different conversation <laughs> tiny and ti but you know what i mean like told you know just just Stick with your ego yoke, okay? That's what the moral of the story is. So, to wrap it up, yeah, I'm interested in what the presidents of this Bill Cosby situation is going to be. And, you know, we'll keep talking about these battle, this battle of the sexes. But the moral of the story is get with your ego yoke. It'll save you a lot of trouble and a lot of bullshit. And until next time, I'll talk to y'all later. Take care. Bye.